Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Friday, July 30th. I'm your host, AJ Mistretta, and I'm joined today by John Seifer, Senior Director of International Trade and Investment for the Americas here at the Partnership. In this episode, we're going to discuss the recent visit of the President of Panama to Houston. President Laurentino Cortizo came to Houston earlier this month to celebrate the five-year anniversary of the expansion of the Panama Canal and discuss opportunities to further expand trade between Houston and Asia, as well as other global markets through Panama. John, it's good to talk to you today. Hey, Jay, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. John, can we start off by expanding on the reason for the Panamanian president's visit to Houston? Now, we talked about it a little bit, but what, what really went into this visit? Well, I mean, we can start off by saying, uh, AJ, that uh, Texas is Panama's largest trading partner, right? So it was important for the president to come and kind of talk about that strategic partnership that exists between Texas and Panama. He wanted to kind of celebrate that and wanted to get closer to you know, the allies uh, that he has here in Texas. And, you know, the three largest one, this is kind of an unprecedented visit in a way, AJ, because uh, he visited three cities. He spent a week here in Texas. Mm. Um, so he visited Irving, uh, Austin, and of course us here in Houston. Um, and you could tell right away that the president was very comfortable in Texas. Um, he is a alum of the University of Texas. Uh, he's got a PhD in international commerce and marketing there. Um, And he's also, in his previous life, before being president, he was a businessman and he had a cattle ranch. So he knew his breeds of cattle. You know, he knew about the Santa Gertrudis bull, the first one, the first breed that was, you know, uh, made here on the Western Hemisphere. So he really really took a shine to Texas. I mean, he's very, very comfortable here and we really enjoyed having him. He was was joined, AJ, by a a pretty large entourage. Um, In that entourage was a former president of Panama, which we were also honored to host here. Um, Aristides Royal. He is now the Minister of Canal Affairs, so it was very important that he come to Houston. And Carmen Gisela, and she's the Executive Director of Pro Panama. Now I'll get to Pro Panama in a second because I also want to mention that a lot of work went into this visit and it couldn't have been done without the Sosa brothers that we know so well here in Houston. Um, this is Jaime Sosa, which is the current Consul General of Panama, and uh, Juan Sosa, who was the former Consul General of Panama and now is the Dean Emeritus of the Consular Corps of Houston, and they really helped us put together an excellent visit um, here to Partnership Power. We worked with both of them and Pro Panama to create a framework for our continued efforts, what we're gonna be doing with them in the future. Pro Panama, just to give you an idea, AJ, is a, uh, a kind of foreign direct investment uh, firm, much like what we do here at the Partnership in Economic Development. So they're a natural ally. And uh, we wanted to kind of say, you know, how are we gonna work together in the future? And after the luncheon that we had here earlier this month, we were able, Bob Harvey, our CEO, was able to sign an MOU with Carmen, um, outlining our commitment to the bilateral relationships between our two regions. So it really kind of was a win-win. We had the great luncheon with the president, and we also have now an outline on how we're going to work together with Panama uh, to increase the, the commercial relationships between the region and the country itself. So, John, you talked a little bit about the importance of the relationship between Texas and Panama. I I want to see if you can dive a little deeper into the specific relationship between Houston and Panama. Uh, Can you can you give me a little bit more detail about, you know, why this was so important? Why were we one of those three stops? What what went into that? 
Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, as you know, and we all know here at the partnership, our economy is deeply tied to global trade and foreign investment, I mean, period. And the Republic of Panama remains one of Houston's key strategic trade and investment partners. Um, they've always had a very friendly stance, a very pro-business stance. Um, and we've got a number of Houston-based firms which operate subsidiaries in Panama. I mean, just to rattle off a few, American Bureau of Shipping, Halliburton is there, Heinz, McDermott, and Walter P. Moore. So, you know, we've got a number of Houston businesses that do business directly in Panama that have offices there. We not only have that commercial tie, we also have kind of a personal one. Throughout the years, Houston leaders have maintained a relationship with Panama. Back in November of 2014, us at the partnership organized a commercial mission to Panama alongside uh, who was then the mayor of Houston, Anise Parker. And it was a great success, you know, um, uh, very well received. We were very well received in Panama. And, uh, you know, we, met, we forged a number of ties that continue on to this day. And that was in 2014. But like you say, the large piece and one of the reasons that the president was here was to celebrate uh, that expansion of Panama now in 2016. And since then, you know, Trade has kind of exploded, right? Um, expansion doubled cargo capacity of, of the Panama Canal because it now accommodates a larger class of Neo-Panamax ships, sorry, Panamax ships. Um, the expanded canal now can accommodate about 79% of global cargo vessels. Okay. That's 45% before the expansion. So we're talking a big percentage difference, right? And like I said, that just doubles our trade. I mean, in 2016, we were trading around $900 million in USD with, with Panama. Um, in 2020, that's up to $22 billion. So, you know, we've, we've doubled, right? So that's great news on, on the trade front. Um, and now we're probably going to get into the port, AJ, because that's just a big yeah. piece yeah. of this. And we've already kind of talked about the expansion of the canal. But before we do that, let me just kind of break off for just a little bit and talk about the, the close relationship between the Houston airport system and, and, you know, air in Panama. Panama City, just so you know, has about three airports within 30 miles. Tocumen is the largest airport in, in Latin America. And that's usually when you fly to, fly to Panama City, that's the airport that you're usually landing. That airport connects with 30 countries and over 90 destinations. It is a regional air cargo hub, which is great for us. Um, there are two daily flights uh, from Houston to Panama City. And from Houston, our own United connects to over 20 countries in Panama City and 56 delegations. So, I mean, I know we're going to get into the port, but let's just keep that in mind that we have a really great uh, air connectivity to Panama, both in, in international travel and in what is air freight. Got it. Yeah, I think oftentimes when we talk about trade and we talk about the opportunities with a country, we tend to think just in terms of, you know, uh, waterborne uh, cargo and so forth. But those air ties are huge, absolutely huge, especially when you're talking about, you know, a, a city like Houston and a city like, like Panama City, the opportunities there that exist to connect domestic U.S. with Latin America and, and this major airport. For sure. And I mean, we wouldn't be able to have really as many subsidiaries there as we do without that direct flight you know, twice a day. Absolutely. So let's do talk about the port. You know, what exactly you mentioned, you mentioned the Panama Canal's expansion and what it's being, what it's doing for trade. Um, you know, anything more you can add there in terms of how it specifically has impacted Houston uh, over the last few years? You mentioned the increase in, in terms of the dollar value in trade, but what are the types of products, for instance, 
that we're, are most often being exported from Houston through the Panama Canal and what's coming our way from Asia and other places, including Panama? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the big the big bonus with the expansion of the canal is uh, it's really now very profitable for exporters who want to cut shipping costs between Asia and the U.S., right? Excluding the West Coast, everyone else, you know, on this side of the United States really want, really uses the Panama Canal to get to Asia. So the two big winners there are consumer goods and liquefied natural gas. Um, those have really benefited from this expansion. I'll get into liquefied natural gas in a minute, but we can start with kind of consumer goods because we just know that more. We consume them ourselves. Mm-hmm. Houston, as you know, is a huge downstream petrochemical monster. I mean, we are one of the global uh, large spots for petrochemicals. So we export raw resins and plastics to East Asia. And that, mar- that material is used in a variety of consumer goods and packaging supplies. The raw, the raw materials go to Asia and they return to us in the form of imported finished plastic products. You know, everything from toys to in your phone to just a number of different components. Um, so, I mean, just thinking of East Asia, since 2016, the expansion, import container traffic has grown 63%. And export container tra- traffic, are you ready for this, has grown 94%. Wow. So it's a huge expansion. The cost benefit that Pan- the Panama Canals offers the most to the Northern Asian countries. So we're talking about countries like Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, and China, which are some of our largest trading partners, really. This consumer goods that are coming back, this, this huge percentage increase, you know, retailers have responded to this influx from China, you know, by positioning Houston as a major distribution hub for markets in the Midwest. And I'm talking about, you know, distrib- distribution centers for brands, you know, Costco, Dollar Tree, Home Depot, and Ikea, Right. Our region, you know, just just specific to our region, not Texas, has added 24 distribution centers since 2018 and has brought in more than 6,400 new jobs. So it's it's just Houston's garnered the attention, again, of national brands. Six of the top 100 largest U.S. importers have relationships with the Port of Houston now. Again, it's Walmart, it's Home Depot, it's Ikea, it's Rooms to Go, it's Red Bull and Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, where you know, we're getting wine spirits from around the world. You can complain, right? Right. So that's kind of amazing to see the expansion of these distribution centers because, you know, and much of this is tied directly back to the expansion of of the canal and the opportunities that that then presented to places like Houston on the Gulf Coast, right? Yeah. And I mean, just going back to what you what I was saying before and what you're mentioning now is uh, LNG, right? Uh, liquefied natural gas. That market has, uh, has just had tremendous expansion um, because it's just unlocked, you know, the, the, the canal has unlocked faster and cheaper shipping routes from the U.S. Gulf Coast to Asian markets. And the biggest importers of LNG are like, you know, islands like Japan and uh, Taiwan that don't have their own kind of, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have their own energy sector, really. So, I mean, we can get into kind of the expansion and how it has affected LNG. Um, before the expansion, the canal is really too small for all but the smallest 6% of LNG ships worldwide. Mm-hmm. The new 180-foot locks, they're wide enough now to accommodate 90% of LNG ships. So it's increased the canal's capacity for LNG from 3.9 cubic feet per ship. And that's up from like 700 million cubic feet. So that is a massive amount of LNG that can now run through the canal and get to these markets. And it has opened up markets for our LNG uh, 
our, our energy sector, just a really now a global energy sector, because not only we go to Europe, but now we have a very good alternative in going to uh, these Asian countries. It's, it's just been exploding thanks to, thanks to that expansion. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, while he was here, John, President Cortizo urged officials to press forward with plans to widen and deepen the Houston Ship Channel. What would that do for trade through our local port as you see it? Well, you know, the port is really great and that they've been able to identify this issue early on, even before the president's visit. So they already had like kind of a good answer for him. Um, our port is already reacting to this. You know, they're implementing expansion uh, to deepen the Houston chip channel to allow access of Neo Panamax ships. This, uh, this project that they're putting together is called Project 11. You can look on the port's website if you want to get a lot more information on that. But just for some context on the port itself, you know, we talked about the airport system, but the port of Houston is one of the most vital waterways in the country. It's connecting the major, largest petrochemical complex like we were talking about to the rest of the world. So it's the plastics, it's the LNG. Um, the port has more deep draft ship visits than any other port in the country and around 200,000 barge transits every year. So it's huge. As an energy and manufacturing export increase, as we start increasing those um, and vessel sizes grow, improving the channel is you know, nationally important, not just to the region, but for the country. Um, I mean, just, just to give you an idea of a national economic impact, it's really significant. The Port of Houston drives around $802 billion in, in annual national economic value. It sustains more than 3 million U.S. jobs and is the nation's number one port in total waterborne tonnage, which you and I know well. Yeah. So expanding the, the Houston ship channel is critical to sustain national energy security, man, the domestic manufacturing growth, to, you know, our thriving U.S. exports and expanding job opportunities, which is something not only Houston wants, but the rest of the country wants. So it's critically important that that, that is funded and the port keeps growing. We know that not only is the port a vital economic engine for the Houston region, but it's really a, a vital economic engine for the nation. Um, John, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges that will face trade growth in Houston in the years ahead? And, you know, we're broadening beyond the Panama visit here, but you know, as we talk about trade in general, what do you think some of those challenges might be? Well, I mean, first of all, you know, the short term is obviously what we've been talking about is the infrastructure. You know, we, we have world-class world class infrastructure, two international airports, uh, the Port of Houston, but, you know, we can always better ourselves and, and increase uh, capacity to maintain our lead um, in, in terms of infrastructure for worldwide exports, right? Um, that's kind of a short-term problem. That's a problem that we're addressing. That's a problem we know about and the problem we're tackling. I think President Cortizo shares one of our big concerns in Houston, and that's climate change, mm. right? That's a, that'll be a long-term challenge for not only Houston, uh, not only Panama, which Panama, I think, would, would, I mean, what would happen to the country if the canal starts drying up, right? Um, so President Cortizo is very focused on climate change. Um, so this is, a, this is a worldwide issue. We don't want to get to three degrees. Um, you know, there's been a number of articles where we're heading. So, um, you know, Houston has a great climate action plan. And President Cortizo is very dedicated to, uh, to climate action as well. So we share kind of that common goal. Now, I mean, more than just challenges, I, what I see really are a lot of opportunities. Um, we have a lot of great partners like Panama that are very business friendly. They have very pro-growth pro-growth policies. In Panama, the U.S. dollar is accepted uh, as a currency. 
So, I mean, you know, it's really great. And specific to Panama, a real opportunity there, you know, while we're still on Panama, is the Port of Houston will be the first port of call in the United States on a new direct Trans-Pacific Asia service. Mm. So this service is going to connect Taiwan, China, Hong Kong, and Korea to Houston directly. We'll be the first port of entry, and from there we'll be shipping out to the rest of the United States. So it's a great opportunity. Um, We've just got a number of opportunities with East Asia now, thanks to Panama. And, you know, China, despite trade wars, uh, you know, it still remains. It kind of bounces up between China and Mexico, but China is our number one trading partner, was our number one trading partner last year. Um, So we have, you know, we have a bunch of great partners here, done a lot of work to make sure that we keep uh, focused on sound trade policy. One of the work the partnership has done is uh, advocate for USMCA. Um, So we're a big free trade community, and we just wanted to see our partners around the world also embrace that, and also nationally, really embrace that that great, good piece about free trade, fair free trade, right? Um, You know, it was really great to have the president here. It solidifies our commitment uh, to free trade, again, like we were mentioning, and it's great that he came to visit one of his most important trade partners. So we were very pleased to have him. He was very pleased with the visit, and... uh, you know, we had a number of business leaders here with us, including our chair, Amy Cronus. So it was, it was a really great lunch and it was a great experience. And we've got now a framework to, uh, to work with Panama in the future. So it was, a, it, was a, it was a great visit. John, thanks for joining me for this conversation today. Thank you, AJ. And that's it for this episode of the Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you'll also find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to make a difference in Houston. Thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.